to Pit Therapy, a podcast where a couple of dudes who probably should be getting therapy are too cheap or too lazy to get it. So instead, we turn to each other and our yes men for the answers we're looking for. <laughs> it is quite literally the blind leading the blind. I'm Alex Reed. I'm Jackson Crawley. I'm Will. It's Delaire. What'd you do today? <laughs> Dude. What's up, bros? I was in Waco. You ever been to Waco? Did you have appointments there? Hmm. I'm a hero. Do? I'm a I'm a frontline worker. <laughs> Not a soldier. You are a frontline hero. I went to um, Starbucks and I pulled up in scrubs and I like went through the drive-through. And I swear I, you put on your scrubs. <laughs> Jackson you is in to. medical sales. And I bet everybody else on your team puts on scrubs when they get to uh, the no, hospital. No, no, no. We all wear scrubs all the time. But no. I, I pulled through. I pulled through. They're doctors. Yeah. <laughs> like, I pulled through uh, Starbucks and I not only did I not have like Boston branded scrubs, I just had like hospital scrubs on, which is like more like, uh, you know, legit ambiguous. Oh, and so, yeah, I was like, hey, can I get a cold brew or whatever? And I pulled around. I was like, I know they're going to say something. And of course, they're like, hey, you know that like you're a frontline worker and like first responders get free coffee. And I was like, I'm not a first responder. They're like, no, you are. Huh. They're so like, look, like, oh, dude. Pretty sure I'm not. I wish you would have been like, wait a second. Oh yeah. <laughs> what do I need to wear to get free coffee? Yeah. And where? Starbucks. I'm proud of you for being Starbucks? honest. You just have to drive I, from Austin I to get, Waco and Scrubs, and you can get free coffee. <laughs> or you can just drive to Starbucks and Scrubs. Any Starbucks? In Waco, I'll just go to no, 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 Common no. Grounds. All of them. Shout out. Go get your coffee there. Our first sponsor for this episode, Common Grounds, where hipsters meet brew. That was your bit last time. Yeah. You had about five sponsors. I rolled it over. (laughs) (laughs) You looked at me like, duh. It's still good. All right. So today, uh, who wants to throw the topic out of what we're... I think you should. You came up with it. Um, Okay. This is your baby. The question was that I thought would be interesting, and we're going to find out very quickly, is uh, what do you guys think the world's going to look like in 20 years? Which, first of all, is 20 years the right time? I liked it. Is 10 too soon? No, I think soon? 20 is good. Okay. 20 leaves some predictability, but also some gray. What year will that be? 2040? 20, what's nice about 20 is it leads, leaves some predictability, but also some sci-fi. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I also 20 think... 20 is... I'll be, well, I'll be 50 years old. When I was thinking about this premise... <laughs> Jackson's okay at um, I was thinking that it would That's be good crazy. to silo the conversation maybe into categories. You know, like, where will technology be? Mm. Where will humanity be? Where will we be on, like, you know, a geopolitical stage? Uh, that might be interesting. I don't know if we want to take that route. The, the show can easily get very political. I'm fine with that. Because... You seem nervous. No, no, no. I'm just... That, that's where we're going to... We're going to end up there. Looks like we're starting politically. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Jackson nervous as fast as possible. Yeah. Actually, I have one that I want to start with. Convenience. What do you think will be the biggest change in convenience in our lives? Like, based on technology? In 20 years. Or just a little microchip in your arm? Beep. Here's my here's my coffee. I wouldn't need it because that's I'm the first. That, dude, that's gonna be in two years. I know, but it's scary. Would you get one? Would y'all get a microchip? If they said depends on what putting what? in microchips is gonna have your information on it. It's gonna have your credit card. So on what it. you're asking is, would you get some sort of microchip embedded in your person? Yeah, Which, um, that enables you to like. I think make they're doing per- that in Europe. Purchases. Here's the problem with that <laughs> is that they're inevitably they're so advanced in Europe. <laughs> They're never really going to go all in on, like, security. But I feel like every security system that's ever been promoted has been hacked. Absolutely. And destroyed. So, like, there will never be a fail-safe that, like, no one can hack you, you know, or get into the chip that's embedded in your body. So, so just to clarify the conversation a little bit, uh, so the chips that would go into somebody are what's called, like, an RFID chip. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, there's not, like, technology around it. So it's, like, even if it, like, hacking it really is just... Uh, what that would mean is like seeing what's on there. Um, so that would mean like your information. So it'd be like Will Backy, maybe your social, but it's not going to be like those chips in the in in the short term are not going to be like they could mess with like your brain or what, something. What's it would just an be, RFID? ID? It's a. It's like it. basically it's equivalent to like the, a serial number or data like attached to a chip, if you will. So like, have you ever been to a building where you had to like have a secure card yeah. inside that is an RFID? I've been to a building, but you've had, yeah. but aren't there like you the travel. big like square codes that you put your camera in front of and it loads up? That's an RFID. Code. No, no, that's, that's like just a QR. Bar. That's like a QR. Call it that's QRB or QR code. Yeah. Laura last night sat down for dinner. They have all the tables and you sit down and because you can't have a paper menu, they have, they have QR codes that you stamps up the menu. Yeah. And that's how you, that's it's how you order. It's going to save us. I think that actually will be 
like pretty normal. normal. Yeah, I'm waiting for those holograms from Star Wars where it's like the animal. You know. So, so there are some like arguments for like RFID. <laughs> Great effect, like Jackson, you know, you have to carry your when you're traveling. You have to carry your passport and your wallet, which are things that are really valuable and easy to steal. Um, so, in that in those kinds of scenarios, it's actually like beneficial in some ways. You can imagine like. Nobody's gonna like, or it's very rare for somebody to like cut off your hand to take your, you know. Been you, there. You've been there, right? Um, Hold for the military. <laughs> Slew the troops. Yep. And action. Uh, you were gonna say something, sorry. Well, I was gonna say that um, I think where what we're describing could go is some sort of single unit that is your cell phone, your data, your credit cards, your driver's license, etc. Um, so the question is, would you let them embed it in you? Correct. I mean, the important on your person in your body. Yes, and I think an important nuance is all of this stuff basically exists on our phones right now. It's a good point, right? So think about it that way. Like the leap is really just like from your to let's just say your wrist. So to me, the 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 discussion there is um, one: is there a tracking element? It, there must be if it's got a cell phone element. And you can't I, I love the idea. How does it have a cell phone element? We're just saying that. Like maybe you have a microphone in your in your ear. Everything you do would be in this chip. That's yeah. how you're imagining it. Oh, I thought. To, but that's like what you, you were could, saying. I was so just saying, uh, like uh, data. So not necessarily like you know connection to the internet or cell cell phone service or anything. It was just. I wouldn't like data. it, and here's why. Even if it's if it's cell phone or internet, that's a to me that's a that's level. Yeah. If it's something that can register, it's trackable. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm in an urban environment, um, walking around, I would worry that it would get picked up. I like the idea that I can ditch my cell phone and my wallet if I have to, mm -hmm. and be untraceable. Yeah. For instance, when I go do my things that I hope are untraceable. I okay. That's what I was gonna ask. Like, where does the paranoid delay come into play? Yeah. So there. Okay. Um, so that's the. So to me, I think you got to always think like anytime convenience. Convenience is really important to all of us, but convenience almost always comes with a trade off of privacy. Yeah. Right. And it's like usually those things are those things coincide. So uh, to me, it would not. The cost of my privacy when adding like cell phone service and internet service to that to like my physical body that is a major leap uh that i think would make me really nervous because that could be hacked do you guys care like i think there's one like camp of argument that says i don't care if they're tracking me like i'm not doing anything so like shout out andrew gobel shout out and andrew team. gobel oh yeah he doesn't care at all doesn't it will give it he's all he's talking away. about more of like the when I talk about something, they can hear me. They advertise to me. He's like, oh, I right. love that. This right. is a little bit. I would be so uncomfortable with a chip. Well, here's here's the difference, though. The whole, like, um, what's the mind chip? The, uh, the Elon, Elon Musk, Musk thing? thing. Uh, Neuralink? Neuralink, yeah. Neuralink is not just information. It's, it's Bluetooth. It's like you're able to move the mouse on your laptop around with your mind. You know, so there is some... It's not just like information that's stored. It's like you can tamper with it. You know, you can use, utilize it. Yeah. So we think that Neuralink is attached to our minds and we're all under the impression that our minds are where our thoughts are and the controls of our body are, which seems to be the case. So the fear there, it's like, nightmare. to me, I wouldn't want either. It'd be easier for me to take a chip in my wrist than a chip. Hold for the military. Dude, salute the troops. Man. Service is Hold happening for right the now. Troops. Well, it's, it's the frontline workers. So <laughs> it's the other Boston's on today. You getting a call? And <laughs> action. Like, my chip's talking <laughs> to me. <laughs> It'd be easier for me to accept a wrist or a uh, chip in my wrist than a chip in my brain. Sure. Because I I worry about the connection between the chip in my brain. So you might be open to having a chip that has all your like your social, your driver's license, that kind of stuff. To be honest, I wouldn't be comfortable with either. I would hope for just give me the chip and some sort of card that I can carry. Yeah. And I just have to hang on to that one thing because I like the idea of being able to toss that thing aside yes. and disappear. So you guys aren't afraid of like the mark of the beast situations, huh? If well, I'm that's not what thinking it about is. apocalyptically. The design is key. <laughs> <laughs> it's crucial it doesn't look like three so, sixes. <laughs> if someday myself phone is everything which it kind of already is uh i'd be okay with that as long as i can detach it from my person yeah i don't ever really want a chip embedded in my body because even if it's a non if it's a trip that doesn't admit signals to where i am 
there will be something out there that tracks chips that pass it. Yeah. And I don't want like checkpoints. I don't want yeah. to be tracked. I feel like uh, I feel like I interrupted you. <laughs> uh, no. What I was gonna say is I think that for all of us, a breaking of the skin is a major like mental barrier for our generation. There are some people that are super comfortable with it and already like experimenting, but for the vast majority, I think of like Americans, that would feel like a major hurdle. So I think like a really um, good middle ground would be like a sticker, you know, Um, something that's like a strong adhesive sticker that would be a chip. Uh, It could also be a watch, but again, a a watch feels like you could lose it. This does what? Can you pay with that? Yeah, they're talking about uh, Apple Watches, people. but it would be imagine like a, a sticker with like a chip in there that just lives right here, and it's clear you can't even see it. You can hardly tell it's there, but it is there. And then you could, that could just be the thing that you pay. And I think that will be like the bridge where from there it would get you know it would go under the skin. Here's here's what I think Alex nailed it. Where it's it's the idea that something's permanently in you. Like even in my work because we implant a device that helps people with pain. But in order to even start with a process of getting that surgery, because it's a little battery and you, it's always going to be, it's like a pacemaker. You have to, for any implanted device in your body, from a Medicare standpoint, you have to take a psyche valve to be able, yeah. so they have to determine if, so you're, intense. Yeah. if you're like going to be Sorry. crazy and like are able to handle an, a foreign object in your body and it's like that's a pretty loose deal it's like a pretty easy thing to like cheat or pass or whatever but like some people like can't pass the psyche are you like training your your no, but like, clients but like well like on the sketchy side like some surgery centers will be yeah. like yeah, yeah they're fine and you're like i don't know if they are yeah hold for the hold military, for the military. <laughs> it's in the wrong hand dude anyways here's a question a for the right group way. wait wait I, are you moving on? Because I have a, no, no, no. It encompasses this. But go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, no, go ahead, man. Okay, so I think that a lot of people that are so ardently in privacy actually don't have anything to be fearful of. Like, I'm not ashamed of my Google searches. I'm really not ashamed of where I go or what I do. Well. But well, <laughs> but I do not how do want. I get well, like, how do how do I look more like Jackson? Flabby pecs. Well, like, dude, I, I hacked you a year ago. Oh, you, you, should, you, should, you should be ashamed. Yeah. Anime yeah. porn. Um, Your accountability partner, dude. You should, <laughs> yeah, you but so I'm largely unashamed of where I do, what I do, where I go, what I look up. But it still bothers me to know that there's something out there monitoring me. What do you think that is in the human psyche? Because I understand if like you are a successful person, your life's all arranged, but maybe you have a weird obsession with something a little taboo and you don't want that out there. I have very strong opinions about this. Why don't we let Will go and then I'll Because respond. he never I, has I, strong opinions. Let's lead with the weak opinions. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that the the natural evolution of technology is going to be like, I agree. I I hear what you're saying, but it's about cutting the distance between I need to go to Google to ask this question. And I'm using Google right now to answer this question. It's it's about the time between the question you have and getting the answer that they're trying to shorten. So that's where like everything in the mind changes. I think I'm off of your question. What was your question? Well, my question is is what's in the human psyche that, so say I have nothing to be ashamed of um, in my internet searches, in my personal life and where I go, but I still just personally don't want to be tracked. So my my opinion is is that the convenience is gonna outweigh the cost. It's the same thing as like having, when the iPhone came out, if someone had the mindset of like, I don't want an iPhone because it tracks where you are and it knows too much, well, now, like, you can't compete in, like, the business world without a smartphone. You but you can always a, ditch it. But if you were, like, out, if you had to, you could. Sure, and that's, like, the number one area in which we've given up our privacy is convenience. Right. How many times have you given your data away just in order for convenience? The answer is 1,682 times. So I don't, I don't actually think that the motivation for us to transition to what you're describing will be convenience. I actually think it will be essentially to remain existent in in remain competitive to remain competitive it's like right now it's equivalent to like not being on instagram right if you're if if you don't live near people and you're not on instagram like let's say you have a bunch of friends in san diego 
and you're not on Instagram, you have zero, you have essentially zero connection to those people. They don't know anything about your life. But if you are on Instagram, they still feel like I'm up on what Delaire's doing or what what's going on in his life and I'm all caught up and I feel like still connected to him. And I think that will be the reason that people will want that thing is to feel like they're on the platform with everyone else and they're a part of, Elon Musk had that interview with Rogan. Um, but they were they were having this conversation in reference to AI. But essentially, his motivation was like as to whether or not he would get connected, which he said he would. He said yes because I'd want to be a part of the conversation, and I think that will be the motivation for everyone. That's a great point. I'm not on social media because I don't like it, mm-hmm. but I oftentimes miss uh, invitations or yep. facts. It's, you know, it's weird. Like I remember my buddy Dawson. <laughs> he he was talking about being off of Facebook. And we were talking about being off social media in general. He's like, dude, if you're off Facebook, the only thing you miss is like an invitation to something that 200 people are invited to or more. You know, it's like yeah. it's like these big groups that you for now, though, yeah. and the same thing goes for like if I get off social media and I'm largely not on social media, I don't. I, I realize the value when I'm on it of like, I'm glad I saw this, but when I'm not on it, I don't necessarily miss what I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, and, and what I was thinking, I was talking about chips, implanted chips yesterday with someone, and this is where it gets like a little bit more on like the government side of it. And it's, it's gonna be a little bit of a rabbit trail, but let's say this is more of like the government starts to really push this idea of, Hey, we want you to get chips. It makes it easier. These are all the benefits, like all this stuff. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be uncomfortable with that if it's a government thing. So hypothetically, and this is the question that I have. If you said, nope, not going. In fact, if America's doing this, I'm going to go to a place that's not doing this. If we consider, let's say conservative politics is small government, get out of our business. Liberal politics is big government, be in the mix Get in my biz. Yeah. If that's that's the definitions that we're going for, is would you say America's the most conservative place in the world? Well, I would say... Uh, is, is there, like, a more conservative... If, if I would a, say... Go ahead. Like, no, like, is there a more, like, free freedom from government place in on Earth? Well, uh, the only uh, caveat to your question is technology. So there are places in, on Earth with less... Where... Um, nationwide there's less access to technology so in america we might be small government but the internet is largely everywhere so you could go to a a third world country where the government's way more involved but they just can't don't have the capacity if you're a travel person living in the mountains i'm talking about like first world nations so we're talking about in 20 years when perhaps the internet is truly global like you know uh didn't Elon Musk just launch all the satellites to give the internet to the world? Facebook. All right, we'll say 20. Facebook did that? Facebook God. as well. Facebook. Anyways, so 20 years from now, you can truly, no matter what dark cave you are in any dark corner of the right. world, you can be reached by technology. Well, the, I guess the question I was asking was, if you were going to flee the, like America because you were afraid of how much the government was getting in your like, business, where would you go? Where would you go? Is the, is this like the last frontier, or is there a, is there a country right now that's like more? The only country I know of this less in the business of the people that it governs is uh, Luxembourg. We are actually one of the least, and um, fans, you know, send us your emails and comments, whatever. But most governments are more involved in their citizenry i know that's what i, that's I, what I say is yeah i guess i think they're less i, think the, I don't know of so any, I, I think I, I, I just i realized i don't know enough about it but what comes to mind initially was new zealand um but i don't know i i think and he touched on technology and you seem to He's think that it wasn't it connected Alex. but I, I actually it is connected because typically governments leverage whatever available technology there is to decide mm-hmm. right so we probably have a relatively decent ratio between like high tech, low surveillance, mm-hmm. um, even though we, we have a fair amount of surveillance as well. Um, but New Zealand comes to mind. But to be honest with you, that's a guess. Like, I don't I don't actually know yeah. enough about their it, government. It's just kind of a wild thought of like I, if, yeah. if things really happened where in America, the government like decided to. Yeah. OK, we're in this now. It's like, where would you go? That's kind of I think your only move is to be off grid. In a, yeah, like in a in a, in a country, go a little further west. Go Texas. off, go <laughs> off grid, in a country that 
has a policy of being out of your life. So to me, it's like the Alaskan frontier off grid is the best you could do. Right. There would immediately be a market for people that want to be off the grid. Totally. Yeah. That would open itself up to everybody. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which, like, which is a be, whole series of it'd be like half the YouTube Bahamas. channels I watch are all about people like that. Yeah, somewhere somewhere that has like very lax government. My like thing about the Bahamas is it's small enough yeah. where the signal could reach the whole thing. My big thing is that I think there's going to become a need. So like the big thing with Neuralink is that First of all, it's super intense. They like drill a one inch to two inch hole in your head or something like that. Some kind of gnarly. It's an eighth inch uh, leaps, but then it's uh, one inch in diameter. One inch in right? diameter. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Crazy. Gnarly. Well, that's not that then, far out outside the realms of brain surgery. Sure. Or like that's a. That's not. Uh, cutting an inch out of your scalp is not hard. Yeah. What's the, what's the thing for Jeff, if you have hearing? The, the conchlear implant? Yeah. Conclear. Co- co- I just, cochlear, I, went, I think. What did cochlear. you say? I went George W. Cochlear, Bush on it. Cochlear implant. Cochlear implant. Conchlear. Yeah, it's, it's almost... <laughs> they got a doctor's it. here. <laughs> um, so, for me, I like, the way that the Neuralink is built is that it's something that will essentially... The, the leads that they put in your brain are helping make connections that aren't there already. So, like, if you have problems with I mean it's very similar like what you do like if there's a problem that you have maybe you have poor eyesight this will make the connections in your brain that are not there already to help give you better eyesight if you have like a soreness in your leg like that pain's registered in your brain somewhere and they can fill the gap with that so it's gonna become something that you need not just like a yeah. do I want to feel healthy every well, day so we, we have a psych like a branch of our product called DBS, which is Centered Deep Brain Stimulation, and they do that now. And they put a... Dude, chill, dude. Are you are you yeah. among the enemy right yeah, now, bro? Dude. Like, we didn't... Did you infiltrate? <laughs> did you just try to top Elon? <laughs> they put... No, Jackson? They, they put uh, leads in your brain, in the gray matter of your brain, where they can fix, like, Parkinson's disease, and they can wow. stimulate that part where you, like, don't have that. But they also were talking about, like, the future... And this is like all like off-label stuff, uh, like deep brain stimulation can penetrate a part of your brain that turns off things that would give you cravings, thus fixing like obesity. Mm. You know things or drug like use? you know what drug use or drug use, like any like addiction or um, so they. There's a lot of like technology that is already in practice that they don't really people. I talked to a guy that was studying to be a hmm. PA in neuro um, in the neurospace, and he said like the more people study the brain, like the more like no one knows anything about it. Yeah, yeah, man. So I sort of feel like we we took the the RFID chip route and and we headed down this direction. I think what we should try to do is sort of describe what we imagine. Let's yeah, let's yeah. sort of describe what we would imagine um, in twenty years what that looks like. So it sounds like what we think is some people will be tapped in mm-hmm. right and that basically means like the internet is no longer something you access through your phone but maybe like i think we'll all be tapped in by 20 years yeah that's your guess oh yeah wow i, I don't think there's a question in my mind really yeah wow, 20 years really accelerated i think yeah 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 because here's the thing you got to think about like the way i think about it is generations so who exists in 20 years our parents are still going to exist i don't think our parents are going to do that so i think they'll be the first <laughs> Why? Because they'll be sick. They'll be old. They'll have like more problems that they want uh, fixed so by Neuralink. Want. Okay, that makes and, sense. And I don't know if it is so, Neuralink. I'm yeah. just saying something like it. I also think we should clarify. Like, I I don't think this is like a one like one item does all of this stuff. Like, I think there will very right. likely be like a, a healthcare version where you you know you touch you tap into this and it will you know watch you. Like well, that's I think to me that's probably the most beneficial version that I think is universal. Everybody's gonna want it is it's like right now it's on your wrist and it's tracking your heart your heart rate, rate your blood sugar, activity, all all that yeah. your activity. That stuff will be really valuable because it's essentially like a doctor is watching you at all times. And I think that that has universal appeal and the relative like privacy that given up for that versus the benefits of always being like basically tracked can, in terms of healthcare. They can track on Apple watches if you're like having a heart attack. Now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I think to me, at least for me, and I'm somebody that's very on the privacy side of things, to me I'm like I would make that trade. Um, because I would want to know, like it's essentially like going to the doctor every day versus going to the doctor once every six months, which yeah. so much could happen at that time. So I would say that um, considering the 
accelerated rate with which technology has developed, we will have in five to 10 years, and we're talking about 20 years here, five to 10 years, we're gonna have this microchip in your brain that helps with uh, medical issues, like helps you see better, helps with your rheumatoid arthritis, et cetera. I think in 20 years, it's just gonna be a standard because of cost. God, that's so loud. Sorry, we'll reset that. No worries. I forgot everything I was saying. Just kidding. I don't forget stuff like that. We good. Um, so I think that if you consider the accelerated rate at which technology has developed since 1990, um, the sole microchip for helping your vision, helping your pain is five to 10 years out. But in 20 years, because of cost effectiveness, it's just gonna be a universal chip and downloading better vision or uh, helping you with your rheumatoid arthritis pain is just gonna be an app, much like on an iPhone. So I think if you wanna be a competitive part of the rule society has written for itself, you're gonna have to buy in and be wired in. Um, or you're going to be a hunter-gatherer in the frontier of Alaska. How much revolt will there be, though? Like, how much... There will like be no said, revolt because it won't happen. It won't it's, happen it's about, one, That's why I say it's about convenience. It's like, do you, do you want to know what your body's doing and if it's going down the hill? You know, like... But that's not... That's, like, to me, that's more, like, uh, you know concern rather than convenience right it's not like it's not like it's it's more convenient for me it's just a matter of like the the opposite is way worse you know sure but if someone like did this podcast in 1987 think of how what the iphone does and us selling our data for convenience how much that would terrify them and we all managed to do that i mean even to the degree where it's like imagine you go out on sixth street and you have a bunch of drinks and your phone's telling you like hey tomorrow's gonna be the worst unless you drink four and a half cups of water tonight it's like you're gonna want to know little things like that to be like oh great i'll just solve my problem for tomorrow right now and that's the dumbest the thing is like it's crazy because all the stuff we're talking about exists already on our any apple product but we just don't have it in us again yeah it's and that's that's why i like shortening the distance totally and it's like you're right that's not that's not far away let's talk uh let's talk about i was thinking about this when you sent over the premise let's talk about like what we see uh, on a world stage happening like geopolitically within the next 20 years because I have I definitely have some like thoughts on so, what that could look like well, yeah when you said this premise I thought that that was I thought about all the concepts that could change in the next 20 years technology has proven itself in the last three decades to be outpacing any other element that we're encountering in our lives and I think one of the slowest things and it's been stagnant since 1900 has been geopolitical stuff um, we're already pretty international. We've been that we've been a very international world. The world's grown very small since probably the 1980s or even before that. And it seems that countries, because of cultural issues, have drawn, have grown stagnant in their advancement. I think that that will. Act, I think geopolitical issues will actually advance the least in the next two decades. Wow, I think I have the exact opposite Let's perspective. Let's hear your thought. Well, I think about just in the last four years, the entire globe has essentially shifted from a globalist perspective to a populist one. And that was like one U.S. administration. Jackson's like, pretty dumb. Will you explain to him what that means? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, like under the Trump administration. Look at Will when you're saying. <laughs> you, you can address me and read my body language. But Do you want me to tell you and then you can tell Jackson? It's or? For this idiot. <laughs> so essentially, prior to the Trump administration, um, you had right. you had a, a like a a global system that relied on like global trade and everybody working together. Essentially, it was like we the, the entire globe. I should say most of the Western world and the, the first world was like, hey, we're all in this together and we're going to like together as best as we can move forward to like get everybody the best health care, get people out of poverty, work, work as a collective, essentially. Um, and then in four years, that has like very much shifted under the Trump administration. It was like his his initial agendas. This is not me being political. I'm not a fan of Trump, but that's not the point of this. Um, his his agenda was like no we're gonna we're gonna take an America first approach bring this and back yeah if yeah. if this and if if it so happens to benefit if what benefits America also benefits you great if not 
so be it, you know? And essentially that was the, the, the route he took. And then what you saw very quickly was like Bolsonaro in Brazil was like, yeah, us too. Uh, you had cut, mm. like the UK did it under what's that guy's name? Boris Johnson. 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 Similar, similar approach. Like other people were like, you know what? He's onto something and we're going to, we're going to try that too. The EU is right now, like as unstable as it's ever been. Um, and the, the really interesting thing was like what you saw Putin doing because Putin, that's always been Putin's MO is he's like, he, he's felt like Russia's the underdog. They're the only ones that have to take care of themselves. So everything he does is like benefits Russia. Russia. This is for us. Um, and so he, his thing, I think, was his perspective was really interesting because he was like, yeah, dude, like you guys are finally getting on the train. This is like where we've been, you know. So, so I think. I, go ahead. Sorry. So Sorry. Based on that, based on how quickly I've, I've seen things shift, I think in the next 20 years, it's a very interesting time, especially with where China is technologically um, and also with the investments they've made in Africa and different parts of um, the world. It's they're setting the stage for like a shift. And I see that shift happening within definitely within the next two decades. So I would say that um, in a world that's eons old, you can't establish a pattern in only four years. Um, secondly, I would say, yeah, maybe from what we read and experience as an American, but we have no idea what kind of trade deals Southeast Asia is working on between five different nations right now as we speak. Uh, there could be many or could be none. none. I don't know. So I think that... I mean, think about the pandemic. Think about how much the world has changed. So you're right. The yeah, world but that's only that's old. six weeks old. Like, that's yeah, but, not enough to establish a pattern. But, but all scientists are saying that this is like a once All a scientists... Okay. Every scientist out there. <laughs> okay. I, know, I, could, I think you know what I meant when I said find, like, there, both there's find a, a lot universal of agreement that this is worldwide well, and a global issue. But here's the here's the deal. Like in the next 20 years, there are going to be some issues similar to the pandemic that force us to work together, like the environment. For sure, our environment is pretty screwed unless we all together like totally create sanctions for countries that are not doing it well. And totally, the so. question is, is what does the soil look like now? Right, like essentially, like before, it would have been like that's fertile ground for us to work together. Now it's a different it's a different landscape that we're. Well, and also, you in. see how fragile, like we saw, like Saudi Arabia just flipped a switch and for our sure. gas just sure. plummeted. Tanked, and, you yeah. know, like our reliance on the rest of the world because of like if we do pull back, like yeah, we could figure some things out. But like, there's a lot of things that we obviously rely on. Yep, all those masks came from China and you know if that doesn't if we don't have you know a yin yang relationship that's that's the thing that's <laughs> <laughs> something they understand <laughs> something the Saudis are really interested in um, I don't, well I would say we've all been adults for maybe seven years perhaps five perhaps um, none <laughs> this is just the first thing we've encountered I would say that the ebb and flow if you look at history in the last 200 years at times it feels like the globe is working together and at times it feels like everyone goes usually like if there's problems, it gets back to let's take care of ourselves. If there aren't problems, let's all work together for a better world. So it just sure. depends on the time. You know, like that was a Hitler narrative. There's yep. problems, let's take care of ourselves. Yeah. It's just. But Trump's a good example of like, I mean, weren't relationships with North Korea and like Kim Jong un like at a just don't bother them situation? And then Trump like was the first to kind of go in and just be like, nope, we're meeting, we're talking. He did take a really interesting approach with them where he just basically said, hey, you guys have just basically said like these guys are awful and terrible like essentially all prior administrations whether right. democratic or republican like, were like hey he's untouchable because of their human rights record so we can't even talk to them because talking to them legitimizes them and trump was like nah <laughs> and it was it was an interesting approach like i didn't actually think it was like awful because i was like he's trying something different this yeah. is probably the most powerful unstable regime in the world um, so I wonder how much I don't even why do you think they're powerful? Why do you think North Korea Dillair? Why do you think North Korea? They is have powerful? a nuclear weapon. That's it. Okay, that's it But didn't you say that nuclear weapons are the war of the past? I do I do yeah, but if that. you still have but one, if you still have one it's dangerous you Well, know? I, I, I wonder, you have Japan you have you have a lot yeah. of our friends over there I wonder if with like going back to like Neuralink and like getting everyone like connected and plugged in yeah. and let's say everything is like very seamless and suddenly we have like worldwide uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. If third world countries are just like gonna be just lifted up and like everyone, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then the, you're the tide have, rises. Yeah. For like sure. then you're like, I wonder if things are just gonna be more equitable among the entire globe of like. Well, that Africa will be the challenge. Powerhouse. Totally. Think about it though, right? Because like it'll be the first world that first gets those things, and then and then that it's the first still, world like advances right, so far right. before, right? It's like that's where. 
it becomes really difficult. It's like there's still going to be inequity. Well, it's like it's kind of like the, all you need is running water. It's like all you need is Wi-Fi. All yeah. you know, it's like, but yeah. that's probably not true. Yeah, because there's infrastructure around all that, right? Can I change gears yeah. on the subject more? Um, what do you guys think relationships will be like in terms of like marriage? Like, do you think people will be married anymore? Do you think polygamy will be totally normal? People have multiple wives, husbands, all that stuff. Why would you say it would change? It seems like this is something that you want. Hmm. No. Do you think polygamy? I think you sure? Thing? <laughs> what do y'all think? Do you guys I'm think just... we have a shot at? Uh, <laughs> do you think we have a hopeful just, shot like, at that one? No, I mean, thing, like, I feel like in our in our lifetime, like homosexuality was like extremely taboo, and it was it was in the minority. I remember like my buddy's dad being like when i was a kid no one was gay and my buddy being like dad they were in hiding like they wouldn't yeah. come out like they were there <laughs> they just couldn't say so and i feel like that's kind of similar like there's a trend moving towards like if i'm not hurting anybody then it shouldn't be wrong sort of thing so like if 10 people want to get married that's gonna i feel like that's gonna be a thing where it's like i guess you can do that because you're not hurting anybody you know I think with that question, we're looking at it through a really uh, contemporary American point of view. You know, we're a young country and we were founded on some outdated slash conservative slash fine principles, whatever your stance is. But globally, if you look at the history of the world, there were some very sexually and relationally liberal societies like ancient Greece. For sure. Um, ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Yeah. Actually... Uh, Jamie, would you look this up? I believe that in uh, pre-World War One, Germany was a very uh, Greco sexual situation. Ancient Greco huh. sexual, sexual situation going on. So it kind of... And just if Delir doesn't know what that means, Greco-sexual... Just what? like... <laughs> they were having sex with boys. And no, stuff. so like uh, Greco... Ancient uh, Rome. Just oh, think yeah. of like, it means weird ancient place. Greece um, sexual situation where... Whatever feels good. It's like feel goes go. Right. And, you know, America happened to be, whether you agree with them or not, it seems like it was founded with a slight hint of some Judeo-Christian values. Be oh, they, for sure. Be they correct or incorrect. Yeah. So we grew up where it was taboo because of this, and now it seems like it's burning off a bit. Remember that in ancient Greek times, in ancient Roman times, America would be the prudest person at the ball. We would blow them away with how uncomfortable we were with certain uh, interpersonal, sexual, romantic we still relationships. Are. Yeah, we still are, and yeah. maybe maybe it fades. Um, it seems like it is, yeah. but it's so funny when uh, anyone as part of the sexual revolution starting in the '70s thinks that we're uh, brave pioneers because in the hist history of the world we're they're not. inventing nothing new. It's just that it's new from our perspective. Not to bring this back to films and the film guy, but overseas. Will watched a movie once. <laughs> overseas, like you, any like movie with war, people are like deeply disturbed, on edge, and disturbed by. Yeah. Whereas in America, what do you mean, do you mean overseas? Like, what like kind we of we praise. Uh, I mean, I mean the EU. Like they have a like their movies are highly sexual in a way that like overseas, like here in America, we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa like we don't do that. Yeah. But it's the same thing over there, but with war. Really? So like Violent. we have- Because of World War II or what? what? makes you think that? I believe you, but I've what, what, what experience have you had with that? I mean, that's just kind of what I learned film that's school really 10 years ago. Hmm. But I mean, that's what's true. Like more war films come out of America because we like, there's a pro sense of pride in it. Back Where back it's, it's much more champs. taboo in other countries. <laughs> well, it's also, I, yeah. I wonder if it's because, like, they weren't fought here on mainland, like, U.S. territories, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Whereas over there, they had, like, suffered the trauma of, like, What I also say, like, it must be awkward for uh, Germany to watch a World War II movie. Yeah. Because not everyone was Nazis. Mm -hmm. They had to agree or participate the Nazi party in order to survive. Yeah. They probably hated the Nazi it's party. Yeah. So it's so weird because like you're an American GI center over there to fight the Nazis and you're just a German kid who has whose family will lose the farm if you don't join the ranks of the Nazi party and go fight. Mm -hmm. So it's not as black and white as would be comfortable. What switching gears just a little bit from relationally to like economically in 20 years. I was re I was talking to a buddy who was talking about self-driving cars and how that's obviously starting now and um, if that becomes largely the norm, not only does that you know obviously dictate the way we drive around and, tr and commute, but also like 
everything changes because of that. If you don't own your car and you just, let's say you just call your Uber that's self-driving you anywhere you want. Well then real estate changes like crazy because we don't need parking lots. Yeah, large and we don't need garages. gas stations anymore. We don't need, you know, if we're not, if, or, or even like the working from home movement now, if that continues after the pandemic, like, well, are we going to need as much office space as we used to? Like, how is that going to change? What's the ad agency in Dallas? What's the ad agency in Richard's Dallas? Group. Yeah, they built Richard's that new group. building in downtown Dallas. And like the first half of the building is parking. Yeah, I remember right. you talking about And the this. second half is like yeah. office space. And they got ripped up because they were like, you're not going to need all that like parking <laughs> yeah. space in yeah. like 10 years. Well, like yeah. no one in the Bay Area. Though it's been 10 years, I feel car, like. Right? like I think you, they're okay. Yeah, I think it'll happen. I think you guys are right. Like that's where it's going. But they have slow. time. Yeah. But like by 2040, yeah. like are we going to yeah. have, are we going to own cars? Yeah, that's what Or that's once teleportation changed, is a thing. I think <laughs> cars will become like a, like eventually become a luxury. Like, oh, you still have a car? Like, cool, let's go see it. You know, because mm -hmm. everybody's, it's just not going to make sense financially anymore. Like. To, to do that, it'll just be cheaper to... Yeah. What what do y'all think is going to be the biggest leap? Like, do we think teleportation will be a thing in 20 years? Nah. No. I don't think so either. <laughs> no. What about space? The only thing is, like, this is such a fun but asinine conversation because think of what they never thought was possible 20 years, 20 ago. years ago. So, yeah, to me, it's... Alex touched on this earlier. It's going to be technological. So it's it's going to be in that space that the, the biggest leap I, because of the exponential growth yeah. curve to, or whatever. To Lair's point of talking about how correct I was, <laughs> to me, the thing that has has grown exponentially at an accelerated rate has been technology since 1900, not geopolitical interaction. For sure. Not yeah, but it not informs those things, right? It informs yeah. those things because usually our, sure, yeah, our most true. advanced technology goes to... War. Right? Well, the, I think the area that needs the most focus is transportation. Like that really hasn't changed that much. Really, I would say like the environment. Well, it really hasn't changed. Well, enough. you're saying should change. Yeah, like or I'm saying if we're gonna focus ourselves for the next twenty years, what should we be focused on? I would yeah. say like you know oh, making sure that our sure. planet. So, sure. but like to Will's point, you just said that the thing that has grown the most and needs to is transportation. No, the thing. Not the thing that has grown the most. Point. Technologically, has, has advanced the least. It's Why don't advanced we just the let least. Will say it, guys? Well, the only, that's a good point. <laughs> Transportation hasn't changed. But I would cars again, for like we're talking but from electrical cars. Or like no, I know, but thing. like speed-wise, like like you wanted to get faster. Like ten years ago, for me to get from here to South Austin was probably about the same time that it's going to take me now to get to South Austin. Other than there's just more people. That's on a the good road. point. But I also say that's from our perspective. And if you well, think about it. the history of mankind. Uh, technology has grown a ton in yeah. the last 100 years. Yeah. What I'm saying is like... It's not fast enough. And transportation has been fast. Uber is doing helicopters now. Where like we can book helicopter rides Wait a and get places really? faster. Like right. yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Cool. Have you seen? So there's a really you would like this if this is like your thing. Um, there's a really interesting concept for this. Like they call it an elevator, but it's not really an elevator. You basically like shoot up and you you get out of it's like whatever this exosphere is. You 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 just basically sh go into a rocket that that hovers right outside of that. So they just need to get like just on the other edge of this basically line. And once they do, they can rely on the Earth's rotation. So basically they jump, it's like jumping out, the Earth rotates and then they just jump back in. So the Earth does look the traveling for you. It's like a really interesting concept wow. that like no, speeds I get, up. I, I get that, like, cause the world spins so fast. If yep. you could just go up to a point that holds- What if you're trying to go, go the opposite way? <laughs> you just gotta wait, dude. You gotta, <laughs> or if you miss it, wait you're this like, out. Okay. It's still probably very fast. Cause where's the Earth rotate 24 at? 24 hours. <laughs> Jackson Craig I think so the, the, I follow, I follow. yeah the circumference of the earth is uh, 24,000 miles and I don't, I don't are we gonna do the calculation here well, it's like if you're a doctor what is it it would be if like so wouldn't it be like time zones like if you're trying to go to California you shoot up wait for two hours and go back down I mean, if you were if you were just trying to go one time zone, I think it's it wouldn't make sense financially unless it was like an international. Well, no, still it'd be faster than driving, maybe not faster than flying. Yeah, but you got to think about it in terms of resources, like the resources necessary to boost get you, you up out there. of out of that. Yeah, you know, or it's like it, it's going to be right challenging. Well, and, and even Musk, Elon Musk was talking about like the magnet trains like mm -hmm. underneath LA and like how yeah. that would change. So that I think actually has. That's probably the most the, the like lowest barrier for entry. Is Isn't like, that the, how those they're super high speed fast. trains? Yeah. So in Japan, they hover like, slightly. Yeah. Exactly. Really? The, the, oh yeah. They're off the ground. 
It's unbelievable. Wow. So they they like negative charge. So basically, like it's like if you rep, you take two magnets mm-hmm. that are they it's, repel each other. <laughs> yeah, explain it to Jackson. What is he? Basically, you take two magnets, like a negative and negative Reverse charge, poles. and then they they repel each other. Right. So, so there's a slight hover factor wow. because the thing that slows you down is friction. So if you're hovering, there's no yeah. friction. Dude, we're not even on those like skateboards yet. So what's crazy, I like read something about why why practical. we don't have those in the US, but the rest of the world has them and this article that I read, you know, which this is probably tinged with like a little bit of bias, but Thanks they, a lot, Clinton. they attributed it to the Koch brothers. Um, because the Koch brothers, so like the trains across the U.S., there's very few of them that like run. They own like Union And they're Pacific. very slow and whatever. And that is by design because basically like they want us to stay in our cars for as long as possible. Uh, okay. Because there's so much money to be made like from that, from like highways, highway repair, rubber on your tires, cars, whatever. All that, all the stuff that goes into like the infrastructure. Yeah, powerful enemies, don't you, Delaire? Yeah. Um, but it was really interesting because I was like, yeah, like we're the most technologically advanced country. Why do we not have these well, badass trains? No, we, we are. We are. What about like you look at like, you know, you go to like Hong Kong or Tokyo. Japan. Or yeah. Don't get me wrong. They're badass. But like we're the top of them. There was yeah. a uh, yeah. I remember reading an That's article in Wired in high school that made so much sense to me. And I was like, this is five years away and they haven't done it. But it's essentially the idea of like taking all the things that we're doing now and just make it more efficient. So like when we drive our cars, we're driving on asphalt roads. Well, there's just so much energy that's just transferred that is lost essentially when we drive. But if you made roads that was almost like panels and every time it mm. rolled over and it, it, like absorbs it, the energy. it goes down, yeah. it's like, well, that's a pressure point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have roads of that, then you can create energy just by yeah. us driving around. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm. I had a buddy that wanted to create a gym that did that. Where like it's all machines. They're all set up to create you, power. Yeah, it was, I thought it was a really interesting that's concept. Funny. That's funny. Like it that, could power itself. Like that Lance Armstrong yeah. Sports Center commercial when they're like, they're like, it's like this is Sports Center commercial series and like the power goes out and they're like, why is the power? like and they go down all the stairs and like Lance Armstrong's like on a bike he's like sorry and he like takes it <laughs> you know like powers it back up when he starts riding. Um, yeah, I think that's what maybe we'll start to lean in towards is like what are we already doing that people are accustomed to that we can make more make efficient, efficient and for create sure. energy out of. For sure. Hmm. Well, and also to do the panel thing you described, will you know nationwide in America, and replace the asphalt roads we had would be very expensive, and a lot of people would say, "Cost to me, it's not worth it." But mm-hmm. others, it would be. Yeah, I mean, like we're relying on so many, we're relying on coal and oil. Like, you know, maybe in twenty years, a lot of that changes. I mean, it changed. We're. There's how many more electric cars are there on the roads now than there were, in, you know, 2000, you know, like all of them. None of them existed back then. Yeah. So it's I like think the G Wiz existed, if I remember correctly. G Wiz? It's called the G Wiz. Look it up. Really? Yeah. It's a sad, sad vehicle. <laughs> you know, what's a funny thing is that there was a. That's how it sounds. I saw some video about the theory of like, it's called the fun theory. It's like if you just make things fun for people to do, then they'll do them more often so like they they basically created a trash can in central park that like anytime you put a piece of trash in the trash can you'd hear like this boo <laughs> and so like people yeah. like loved it and so they'd start like oh, throwing, throwing more trash, trash and like more trash was picked up same thing with like dude that was they, the magic of tesla they made them sexy they make electric cars sexy but yeah. also just really fun and yeah cool. like the what's that called like absurd mode or whatever it's called uh ludicrous mode ludicrous yeah. mode like that kind of stuff what is ludicrous that? mode Dude, isn't it called Jubilee so, mode? Oh, no, no, it's, it's called Ludicrous. I think, yeah. So you, you know that's from what? Ludicrous or balls? Oh. <laughs> um, so what do you do? You, it's like this thing. You, you like, it's like a mode you go into in the car. But then the car, you have to wait. Like it has to like power up to this certain place before you can do it. But then it goes zero to sixty in like this unreal, like shoots you back in your chair crazy fast like basically it's faster than most cars out there most like traditional cars it's nuts but then they also put in a bunch of easter eggs so there's different stuff you can do with teslas that are like super fun and kind of like secret like you can go into like i've heard you can go into something like low rider mode where it kind of like it kind of like goes <laughs> down and it plays like a certain song there's all this like crazy stuff you yeah. can do with them he but made they, them cool he made them super cool electric cars were the worst i for sure buy that idea that if you make things fun people just naturally yeah. do, they do that. that with uh a subway like they took the stairs and put like piano keys on every stair oh cool and so, so, so like people, people they like looked at like how many people were using the escalator and how many people yep. use the stairs and it was like yep. they were using that El- the lead singer of lcd sound system tried to do that he was like 
when you go into the New York subway, like every time someone goes through the turnstile, it creates this like horrible sound effect. Yeah. And yeah. they and every person that goes through, you just hear it, and it's the most mind-numbing thing. So he like found four like chords that all work together, like G C D yeah. whatever. And those are Christian chords. And uh <laughs> He was like, if, if every time someone goes through, it just plays one of those four notes randomly, sound good. it will sound beautiful. Yeah. Like at all times when it's going through and you'll hear music instead of this like, like no annoying ping. And they didn't do it. Did it work? Oh. No, they never did it. They'd Nobody no. trusts them. <laughs> there's always like weird things like that where there's like, there's just red tape. Yeah. They're just like, ah, we yeah. don't care. Sounds well, expensive. those things are going to cost money and blah, blah, blah. It's just easier to put like bullshit yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think... Go ahead, Diller. I was going to say, I didn't feel like we spent a lot of time on your marriage thing, but I had some thoughts That's on that. because you guys thought I was into polygamy. Well, you kind of were, are. dude. Well, you I wasn't. I enjoy you and your wife. Um, like. <laughs> I was going to say that I feel like uh, in different parts of the U.S., we talked about this on one of our early episodes, but in different parts of the U.S., the marriage is becoming like more and more rare. True uh-huh. pause for the light. I can... Yeah. Guys, we're cheap here. Cheap therapy. It's very on brand. Good. Um, marriage is becoming more rare, and so um, I think I think that there's like there's a couple of things happening. We are living longer. Um, we're living longer, and I think the longer we live, throughout those throughout the, the the like decades that we live, we change, we evolve, and so I think the the need for a partner. And like kind of what we're looking for has slightly changed, but maybe we didn't realize that. Like what we should be looking for is somebody that we want to change with rather than somebody that we're like, I'm so in love with you and I love who you are uh, like right now, because ultimately like who they are at 25 is not going to be who they are at, you know, 50. Um, and that's and those numbers are sort of like increasing, right? As healthcare gets better, technology gets better. We're only going to be living longer, which means we're only going to be evolving theoretically a little more. So I think I feel like the idea of marriage or or like committing to somebody for a lifetime will become more and more challenging the longer we live because it's like, well, how do I know that we are going to evolve into people that we that I like still love? Yeah, like when we loved each other and committed to each other. Sure. And we're still here. But I, we're still you are so guys. brave. I'm pretty pessimistic about the whole marriage thing, only because really? I feel like yeah, because I feel like the way culture is already. Are you Kristen sh- okay? Oh, we're fantastic. I'm pessimistic yeah, about other people. You're sweating a little bit. She's Here's, not going to listen to this, so you she, can say whatever you want. She won't hear it. <laughs> uh, no, she, uh, I feel like our culture's already conditioning us. And like training us to think more about ourselves. Like your Instagram is your brand. It's about who you are, and it's it's all about you. And sure, there's too many things out there saying like your happiness is paramount above everything else in in terms of importance. And so like I just think too many people are going to get into marriage thinking this is about me, mm-hmm. and their spouse is going to be thinking this is about me, and that's just not what marriage is. And I think it's just going to continue to be about like happiness rather than. I mean, we would go Christian pretty fast. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if yeah, but marriage it also kind of is. I don't know. I wonder if about marriage, happiness. Well, yeah. I mean, you did. If if somebody told you, hey, you're going to enter into this deal with Kristen and you're going to be miserable, you're you're not going to do that. Well, right? you're gonna, miserable is different from being not as happy as you think you should be. I would say. Sure. But but what I'm saying is like I think what we're being conditioned is that like. We want we, inst- the, we want we instantaneous sure. happiness, uh, so, and so like yeah. walking into trouble with our spouse would be an indicator like we shouldn't be with this, this isn't person. Working and yeah, honestly, for sure. being with one person our whole lives doesn't make much sense because exactly. like there's going to be too much, whatever. Yeah. But like we know that when you are with one person, you get deeper and deeper and deeper with that person, and it creates an even richer it can yeah. experience for yeah. sure. What's going to happen? What's going to happen right now with that we're gonna, alarm? We're going to blow up. Do we need to? Cool off. Do no, we need to just, pause? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's Do you need to wrap it up? Yeah. I don't feel like we like. No, that's what this was a good topic. Yeah. You think so? Good. Do yeah. you feel like it's good? Yeah. Okay. We didn't. You're right. I agree with you, but I think that's fine. Okay. But I do think we should land the plane. Is that because you're hot or <laughs> because you actually think that? <laughs> no, I do, but I think. I'm I haven't hot. sweat okay. much. Yeah, I've been. I'm sweating. All right. Three, two, one, action. So I'd say two things. One, um, to Delaire's point of living longer, statistically, our generation is going to live less long than our parents because of obesity. 
Really? So the average age is now there might be individuals who live longer mm-hmm. than have in the last hundred years, but as a whole, our generation is going to live less long because obesity I has grown. I just wonder grown. if it'll even out because I technology, technology right? Yeah. I'm, just, yeah. I'm well, still telling you, like, that's just an article I read. I didn't come up with this. Who's the article? Yeah. Uh, it was, who is, it was, the, it was article? Mad Mag- is the article, Mad, is the article? Mad Magazine. <laughs> um, but also to Will's point, I think that's kind that's of a, old. I think uh, the argument you're making to Delaire is cultural centric uh, because, you know, there's a lot of stories we watch from an American individualistic perspective of find your own happiness. You're the most important character yep. in your life where, you know, watch a movie, a married person with kids who never chased their dream of being an artist walks away from their kids and spouse to go chase that dream bravely. And we cheer that person on like, there you go. Pursue your own happiness. You're the hero of the story. Timmy, there are other cultures in the world today and also in the history of mankind that would think that protagonist is the biggest villain in the world. You walked away yes. from your duty to your family and you you shamed your, right. the honor of your name by making yourself number one. So I don't think we can speak globally. Maybe America's more like that in the future, but yeah. Definitely the Western world is more like that. So yep. every other, like Western Europe is probably following that or ahead of us in that right now. Probably ahead. Yeah, and so there's probably developing countries that morally are way more in line and from a marital standpoint or a relational standpoint probably have much better like higher standards than we do but I would think I've always felt like there's a correlation between wealth like a country's wealth and and their tendency to head towards individualism Um, it's it's not universal like like money is the root of all evil Kind of. Um, it's not actually the root of all. I actually think it's the it love is. of money. Dude, I think it is, is kind of. I think it is kind of universal. <laughs> no, I think Delay, you're right. It is yeah. kind of universal. Usually yeah. the wealthier country does, the more one has time to reflect on one's own position. If you're yeah. broke, you manage to marry someone, you're a farmer in a poor country. Because usually with wealth comes uh, awareness. For instance. Options. Options, yeah. yeah exactly Discontentment, right. Discontentment, essentially. Discontentment, right? like... Yeah. Um, you know, say we always want to. A lot of people think, let's lift the third world up, let's give everyone, edu- let's get people educated, and then where's what's the end game of that? Get them their SUVs, get them their iPhones, so they can get on Facebook and also de- be depressed because they're looking at their peers yeah. taking vacations or buying huge houses. And you know, we can spread depression to the rest of the world by elevating them. That's a good point. Yeah, oh, I like that. Thanks, I think guys. That was, I think he was just saying what Dude, that's was a great point, you were saying. Alex won. <laughs> said it so much better, though, um, with flair. Alex won the podcast. There's a wonderful documentary called Happy People about uh, Russians in Siberia that just know nothing of the outside world, and all they do is live in the village and then go spend six months trapping, hunting. They have n- no awareness of what they're missing out on, in quotations, um, and they couldn't be happier. Yeah. It's the same deal as like if you get off social media, like you don't miss it. Yeah. You never miss it. Yeah. I tend to think the people that are posting the least are the happiest. I don't ever post. I'm not You're very happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. No. One, Del- one Delir- example. Special. Delir- <laughs> is super special. Well, let's um, wrap it up. All right. Um, I'm not sure how much of this a is I think we should wrap clear it up picture we've by given. making one bold prediction one brave statement 20 years what's one thing you're gonna say this will be a thing and don't make it broad you go way specific and don't make it low-hanging fruit so that we know who wins yeah i'll say mine is polygamy is going to be a norm Mm -hmm. across the board i do not i do not Kristen. you're probably not listening but when you do i've already gotten so much shit for it but i i i give you no shit I think it could happen. I would never, ever want two spouses because being ever. a good spouse to one spouse is a lot of work. It's hard enough. So well, that's Will's prediction. Delares, what's your prediction for 20 years? I don't want to go second. I'm not ready yet. Jackson. I, need to, I, need. I will say in 20 years, 10% of the population will own cars. Do you have one yet, Delares? No, I Alex will say I died because of my <laughs> because. Speaking of individualists, Alex is about I've adopted being. Alex's son. In twenty years, I will have died because of my lack of athleticism in the war against the machines. I will charge. <laughs> I'll use my charisma to gather those behind me, and I will die in the first wave. <laughs> 
because I'll trip. I'll like, I'll be leading the <laughs> way, like, let's go. Right. And then I'll trip. My knee will hurt, like, ow. And then I'll get zapped. Just take me out. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think mine's a little bit dark. We probably should have ended on Alex. I think that in the next 20 years, my prediction is that the U.S. is not uh, the top superpower in the world that yep. China is. Um, it's a very scary reality. I don't, I'm not like, I'm not, I don't want that, but I think that will be the case. They're already breaking this. One more, just yes or no, yes or no right. before we end. In 20 years, will we have made very real contact with extraterrestrial life? Oh, dude, I hope so. Yes or I no? I absolutely hope so. Yes. Yes? Yeah. No. No. Oh! <laughs> We be right. And this has been Cheap Therapy. We hope you learned nothing because if you did, we didn't do our jobs. Take care. We will not be here in 20 years. Uh, <laughs> no, listen to the freaking-